0: Well, welcome to the follow-up podcast. My name is Hayden. I am the worship director here at Arbor Church, and today I'm joined by Allison Oconee, our community care pastor. You hold up a heart. Is that what that is? Yeah. Yes, yeah.
1: yes. It's my heart.
0: And then we have Brian Cobley, our youth director, students director, any sort of director you want to throw on there, and Cliff Tatama, our interim... Sp- Interim pastor and our speaker from this Sunday. I wanted to say interim speaker, but that's not your title. It's okay. Um, well, let's hop into it. It's a, we've had kind of an interesting summer. Last week we got to do kind of kids' Sunday, as we were calling it. And then um, this upcoming Sunday we have community serve day, but this is kind of a normal um, Sunday that we experienced. So, Cliff, you continued our series, which is called A Summer with Jesus. And, um, before we hop into any of that, can you just tell me what was the the main point or I guess title of that message?
2: The title was Truth and Lies.
0: Truth and Lies. Right. Now, um, one of the cool things about this series is we've kind of allowed it to be a, a series that people can jump in. They don't have to follow the structure of, um, you know, this is what we talked about last week. This is where we're heading. It's really we're just going to spend a summer with Jesus, and the main focus is, Talk about Jesus, right? So, was this something that you've wanted to talk about for a little bit, or was it something that you were just reading your Bible and you're like, wow, this
2: is I know, great? I want a, to talk about this
1: it. This is such a great story. Uh, yeah. I yeah. Love
2: it. He, he yeah, no. said it in the message. Yeah. 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 Tell no, us about it was that. not It was not what I was anticipating at all um, because that's not where I was <laughs> going as of uh, the Monday before. It wasn't until that Wednesday that I just really felt like God was saying, this is where I want you to go. And that really became out of conversation that some, a couple of conversations and then the prayer time that we had with our prayer team. And they, and it began to, I began to realize that so much of what we were praying about, uh, revolved around people believing the wrong things about themselves. Mm. And, um, I just felt like as in the middle of that prayer time, I just felt the Holy spirit saying, this is about truth and lies. And, uh, and I'm, and I thought, yeah, that's really true. Yeah. And then I just felt no like he going, yeah. And I don't want you to talk about what you thought mm-hmm. you were going to talk about on Sunday. I want you to talk about this.
1: Which you had just written your talk th- that morning and finished yes. it up, buttoned it up, thought it was good to go. Yes. And then you completely <laughs> changed, changed direction, yeah. Yeah. which I love. I love that we're able to pivot or you, we're able to pivot that fast. I had nothing to do with it. We're that. a team.
2: <laughs> we are a team. Yes. Yeah. how yeah. fast we all pivot. So, so Look my all flexible. day Friday was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: I know. There goes your day off. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? It, and that's really why when I was talking to Karen, my wife about it, I, I said it. It. It is all those things, right? It's a little bit annoying because you'd already planned it. It makes me a little bit apprehensive because I'm not sure how it's going to roll out. But it also makes me really excited because every time that's happened to me the Holy Spirit steps up and go, and it's just like, okay. And I, I think I tend to learn probably more than the people mm. do listening in that process.
1: Mm. And I think obedience to the Holy Spirit is the prevailing takeaway. Like we would want to say yes when the Holy Spirit said, go that direction. Yeah. We would want to say, okay, and follow it, even if it, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the mm. sermon. I, th- I am sure 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 it was what people needed to hear that day, or else he wouldn't have led you in that direction right so right and i
2: was actually relieved that it was wednesday because i have had this happen before and i don't have it happen all that often you know but Mm -hmm. but it has happened in the past enough to and at one time it happened literally the night before so Mm -hmm. i was up at you know almost four o'clock the next morning trying to Say okay, Lord, please give me what you want me to say because wow. you've made it clear I'm not supposed to. I'm not supposed to go there. You've got this yeah. other thing for me. So I was relieved that I had all day Friday to just spend with him and mm. and uh, working through
1: that. Wow.
0: When I uh, when I got your manuscript, I forget what day I got it, but I had read it and it said "Truth and Lies" at the top of the um, the document. And I read it as maybe just where we are at in today's world of oh is this going to be like a political spin or whatever? And then I started to read the manuscript. And I was like oh okay so this is like almost an identity message right and on almost a personal not whatever. So um, when you were reading what what exactly were you reading or, or what kind of guided you to this this message? Obviously you said the the Holy Spirit really got a hold of you, but. Um what was the the first inspiration for this
2: message? Well, when that came to me as we were praying and i and I you know it just felt strongly that wasn't me making it up. I knew that he had just impressed mm-hmm. it on my mind, and my next thought was, well, where would I go for that yeah and and immediately the thought came to my my mind John eight, and I thought john eight John eight I'm not and I was trying to remember what was in John eight, and as we were praying there there uh in the uh What's that room? Orchard. The orchard room. Uh, there's a bunch of Bibles there. So as as people are praying, I just reached out and grabbed a Bible and opened it up to John eight and went, "Oh my gosh, yes, yeah. that's right, that's right, that's right. This mm-hmm. is all about the truth setting us free. This yeah. is all about those who believe and don't believe and the difference in how that allows them to see Christ."
0: Yeah. So uh, it, it's interesting because. You started with John 8, right? That was kind of what, what got you, got the message rolling. But you started your message in Genesis.
2: Yes. What, uh, what inspired that decision? Yeah. <laughs> I well, mean, besides chronologically, right? Well, actually, you're right. Uh, so I started in John 8 and then began to think about the mindset that uh, the enemy, where he wants to get us off track and begin yeah. to believe the counterfeit. And then immediately I thought back to Genesis, yep. and I thought, well, that's where it really started. Mm-hmm. And so then, as I was putting the message together, I went, you know, "Well, let's start at the beginning." Then, yeah, yeah.
0: So interesting, and I'm and I'm curious because I'd like to know kind of the relationship, right? Because the the heart of your message is about believing what what God and Jesus thinks about us and what we know to be true from God, and kind of the 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 mental battle that happens, right, when lies enter in. But you very much started with, um, you know, an actual lie being spoken by Satan. What what, what was the, the reasoning to start with that story? Um, when they're a little bit different, truth than lies,
2: you know. Yeah, because because uh, I think when we're thinking of the truth, we have to say what truth. <laughs> yeah, you know. And Elson and I were talking about the relative truth as opposed yeah. to God's truth. Yeah. And what we were going to be talking about was God's truth, and uh, so to look at that, the enemy where he wants to get us offline is, is to affect that with ourselves. And that goes back to that beginning, right? Because the beginning was, Hey, you want to be like God too, don't you? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and feeding the lie that is very seductive yeah, and really one that is huge in our culture today. So, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: that's interesting. Do you feel like it's why is it more so now that that's um like to become like god you were saying in this generation or in this time period that's more of a um a pull than in the past yeah
2: yeah and and i'm i think that probably that probably ebbs and flows over the generations you know but uh i think this generation that we're in now that one of the great lies the enemy has Voiced upon our world is this idea that we can decide what truth is. And, uh, therefore, uh, and really, that's really what Eve, what, what the enemy was presenting to Eve is you can know the difference between good and evil. You can be like God insinuating one, God doesn't want you to be more like him. So, or he would have told you. And two, you can be like this, uh, and, and putting herself or mankind, as it turns out in the position of God, instead of saying, no, no, I'm not God. I am, I'm his child. And he created me to be in a relationship with him in this process and to understand he's God. I'm not. Hmm. And I think in our culture today, everything's telling us we're God. We're the hmm. master of our fate. We're the captain of our ship. We make that. And there are people who make a great deal of money. Uh, Trying to convince us of that. Yeah. We just got to think more like this. We just got to be more like this. Mm. And you can determine all of those things for yourself. And to me, that's the great lie of the great counterfeiter mm. who started in the beginning with that lie.
3: I've, <clears throat> I've never thought of this question before, but be very curious if anybody's ever, if you guys have ever researched this or asked this question, how long were they in the garden mm. before? The ultimate failure. You know, we read it so quickly. It's like God made Adam and Eve one day. The next day, they they failed. But how long do you think they're actually there? Because it's funny you're you're talking about this, and I just thought, you know, naturally, you know, there's a sense when you grow up that you know you can see it when it comes to teenagers. Just you see it in youth ministry, and maybe think back to your own time. But there's a time when you're like, I'm done living under these roles. I'm done living in this household and, you know, and eventually you become the adult and, you know, you, you become the thing that you, you, you have this dependency upon your parents, but there's a point in time when it's now time yes. to take. And I'm wondering like, is that a, is that because of the, because of the fall that we have this or like, was that happening? And that's what fell is there was a time when like, I'm done with this. I'm done with these rules. I'm ready to be the very thing that I was, Dependent upon, I'm ready for
0: it. <laughs> you just opened it, just a very large right? theological like, question I'm, I'm about. Yeah. I'm wondering, are we? Are is we, it
3: 18 years?
1: Is that? Yeah. Is that the? Is <laughs> that I mean, this point of time? It's eight, no, it's 19, 19. <laughs> years. <laughs> no, I, I have raised three adults. It, it was. was <laughs> it was 19. So I mean, yeah, it was 19 years. i
3: <laughs> in the garden 19 years, and that's. Yeah. Been, well, it's that's funny
0: because it you're essentially asking, "Are we?" do we have a predisposition to sin,
2: right? Well, and, and, to, sin, and to rebel in
3: a, in a sin, but in, or in sense, grow up,
2: right? Like, grow like, yeah, yeah, grow up. Yeah. And we don't, and the, the Bible's not clear on that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we don't know how long that had been, but we just know that they were in relationship <laughs> in a per- pretty cool relationship. Yeah. Cause they, well, they walked they spent in the evening, they walk in the, they spent time together. Yeah. They really spent time together. And, uh, which to me is the, the, one of the key lessons to take out of that is when we fall prey to the lie, it ends up separating us from God. What was their response to it? Hiding, yeah. hiding from the relationship. And, uh, and that's, I think one of the things that one of the reasons that this message meant so much to me. And I felt like there was no way. And I, I, I went over time and tried to hammer it down as much as I could and still knew I couldn't get it because there's so much there that, that pain that I see people in as a pastor again and again and again, because they believe lies about themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's, uh, that's so disheartening because the truth will set you free, but not the truth you want to impose on that Yeah, God's truth about who you are. That's what sets you free, and and the statement you were reading, Brian, when, just when we got started, oh, it's the truth will set you free, yeah, but that's again the reminder that 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 what comes right before that is those who love him and are faithful in applying his teachings, and the truth will set you free, and you'll know the truth and it'll set you. And free. And I
0: think the the easy surface level truth to pull out of the story of Adam and Eve in the serpent, right, is to say, and Adam and Eve were so dumb, right? They were walking with God. They spent all this time, but I think the 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 more true thing is how seductive and powerful sin is because they were literally walking with God. They had it made and they still wanted to eat the apple and and sin. So Yeah.
3: I, mean, I again I, I, I'm gonna probably bring this analogy up all the time, but you know, looking back when I was nineteen and <laughs> had those feelings, I'm like, man, if I can just go back there for a year. Just no no rent no mortgage yeah. don't have to worry about food i i remember even the first the first thing i did when i moved out of my parents was like buy toilet paper i'm like oh i have to do this now normally <laughs> normally that's and i'm not going to get cab- the yeah. good stuff now cuz i yeah, yeah. can't that's afford right, it right. back to one ply there's no no <laughs> remember, angel
0: soft or charmin you know? for me
3: <laughs> you would open up a cabinet and there was toilet paper I was like this is yeah. great yeah. Yeah. So, yeah 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 but so like you look back and say they were dumb they had it made but man i would i wonder any of us in that moment, yeah. in those emotions of...
1: That. Oh, 100% of us. Yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. 100% yeah. of exactly. us would, yeah. have, made the same would have made the same mistake. Would have
0: made the same
1: mistake. Yeah, it may, you know, yeah.
2: Yeah, but, but it's, it, and it yeah. speaks to two things. It speaks to our humanity, but it yeah. also does speak to the subtleness of oh. the enemy. Yeah. yeah. Because he did make it sound good. I mean, well, it, and it, it was just a really degree
1: good. off, like he had almost the whole thing right except just a little bit wrong Right. and it was enough to go off course
2: yep you know yep and yeah. it was
1: enough to deceive
2: yep and that's where that that uh, that concept of in every good lie there's a modicum of truth there's a mm-hmm. little bit of truth in every good lie which
1: makes it believable right cuz you're like yeah that right. does sound familiar i do yeah, want that yeah i think car. you're right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah what did you yeah. say so i do want that car yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah and and
2: even in the things that where the enemy gets lies against us, there's a a, a little piece of the truth in that, right? Uh, even the ones that you don't deserve or you do deserve the new car or the new this or the new wife or the new husband or man or whatever it is, that really is a sin, there's a little bit of, well, you do deserve something. Because God says you're my child, but you know it's just that that degree yeah. off that gets us heading down the wrong path.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, um, I'm I'm curious when when you got this message was it something where there was still a lot of hard work involved in it, or was it just a Wow, this is great! I'm getting it all from God. This is. I'm just going to start writing just things gold. down real fast. Just gold. Yeah. <laughs> was because you had said you already had another message in mind and you yes. worked through it. Was this um, after that changed at the prayer meeting? Was it just a quick process
2: of Wow, this is this is good.
1: It all came flowing out. Right, really <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: Right. You know, a lot of stuff came flowing out. But yeah. uh, long story short, is I probably still spent twelve hours with it, yeah. Before I got to Sunday morning, and part of that is, you know, you the Holy Spirit has some thoughts that he's given you, then you might have a few thoughts that you're kind of that are really more mm-hmm. from you than him. Yeah. That oh yeah, then I ought to say this or that. But I think then stepping back for me, I even it was very interesting because uh, Saturday I was going over it, and I thought, man, this is really disjointed. I'm kind of bouncing from here to there to there. And, and, uh, and, and I really felt like so one of my prayers was, Lord, this is one theme. So help me be able to tie this together as you go through it, because it was a, it was a lot to, and and I didn't want to, as an example, to get within the time constraints, I would have needed to leave out the end, the last piece about the Holy Spirit or some other piece. And I just thought it's too important. I can't leave that out. So I, that was my big thing after that, Hayden, was was Lord, help me to be able to get this down to where uh, people aren't going to have to walk out because of the time frame, but they, you can still get the truth into this. So, mm. uh, So was the information there? Yeah. But I think there's something about that struggle that makes it far more rewarding mm. that the Lord gives it to you, but doesn't. I mean, I have had that happen, but yeah. it's been really rare. Where yeah. it's like all there, and you don't yeah, just do anything. Boom. You just go, "Oh, there it all is. How cool! Here we go." Yeah. But to, to really work through that, and even the the uh, you know, embracing the truth is what exposes the lies and sets you free. Mm-hmm. Because, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free by itself. Is great, but if but the truth against what? Yeah you've got to know the truth against the lie that you've mm-hmm. been believing to really be set free or you're not set free from something.
0: You just expose the lie, but That's you're not right. set free. Yeah.
2: Yes. So, you know, thinking about that phraseology, that, that part was, uh, didn't come immediately. Mm-hmm. It took some hours.
3: I also love how having a relationship with Jesus typically flips things like things that you would think is super negative ends up being positive. I think anybody in this world, if somebody points at you and says, you're a liar, I'm not a liar. What are you talking about? But when you hear the truth of Jesus and hear, like, I'm lying. I'm lying to myself. It's it's like the opposite effect. You have this freeing moment of, like, this is a lie. This is a lie that either I created or I believed. Yeah, yeah. This is a lie. So it's awesome, like, knowing that when it comes to Jesus, just how many times he just flips what the world has defined as good or bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And always when you're making a message, I I hope always, at least for me it is, you get convicted on stuff that you didn't even think about ahead of time. You know, this little phrase I threw out there was one that the Holy Spirit convicted me on as I, as I'm thinking of, yeah, Eve's, tell more
1: of that story.
2: I'm telling one in this particular one. I'm thinking of Eve's response and I, uh, and I thought she was exaggerating. She really exaggerated G, the, God didn't say don't touch it. So that's an exaggeration. And immediately the, the thought just came to me. An exaggeration is the beginning of a lie. And I thought, oh, that's good. And also, I thought, oh,
1: oh, oh like in the mirror,
2: that is that yeah. is that is convicting.
3: You yeah. must you must fish a lot, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Those are the pieces, though. That yeah, that uh, for me, it's always like it's just like, ooh, ooh, that kind of that kind of hurts. And I
1: don't know if she was exaggerating in that she meant to embellish to the serpent. I I don't know, maybe I give her the benefit of the doubt a little bit because she's, you know, the first girl in the garden camping out there. And I don't know, I feel like, gosh, yeah. it couldn't have been easy sometimes. But anyhow. Um, after 19 could, years. Yeah, after 19 years. Um, do you feel like she just got fuzzy on the details a little bit?
2: I think that. And I also think, though, that the enemy put the question in her mind. Right. So now she kind of goes, you know, you know, and all right, I'll admit it. I'll, I'll admit it for myself. There are times when somebody says something to you and you kind of have a sense of what they're trying to say. and You kind of gotcha. want to agree to them. So you kind of, you kind of slant your response mm-hmm. to what you think they're at. And I think mm-hmm. that's what I, the sense I get from her is mm-hmm. no, God told us we couldn't, we couldn't uh, eat of it or even touch it or we'll die. And mm-hmm. uh, so to me for me that I just thought oh she's kind of already trying to play into what he is the question he's opening up mm-hmm. which isn't that it's, it's a normal human thing or maybe mm-hmm. it's just my thing but I know yeah. I know I've done that before mm-hmm. and so I look at that and go wow and for me that was like oh man she, he's op- trying to open up her mind to receive the lie which would come next
1: mm-hmm.
2: because did God really say it wasn't a lie it was just a question
1: mm-hmm
2: And then her mind becomes a little bit more open to think, and then he comes with a lie. He will not, you will certainly not die. Mm. And uh, so anyway, but my whole point is I got convicted myself in the exaggeration is I thought, wow. Um, Even those moments when we're, like like you said,
3: like looking for a lie. Yeah. Like, I mean, think of just, I mean, the example I'm thinking of is like a workplace environment where maybe you don't like somebody and you're just looking for other reasons to not like this person. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And somebody brings something up, you be like, "He is mean, isn't he?" Exactly. Like he did. T- yeah. Yes, I agree with you. And you're,
1: I'm you're glad like, you didn't say she. <laughs> <laughs> Being the only female on the staff, I know exactly who you were talking about. <laughs>
3: but like, like, I mean, there's moments in our life when we are we are looking for a lie. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. looking for yeah. it just to inflate ourselves or yeah, feel good about the lie because you know sometimes lies feel good.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, the, and uh, you know, the, but when you're asking when this all began, Hayden, the phone call I got from this guy who said, I've just begun to realize the lies that I've believed about myself. Mm. and And this is someone who has tried to get healthy before and failed, but I don't think had really identified what it was he was believing about himself. Mm. And so now he's saying, now I'm seeing what I believed and I'm also seeing the truth and I have to start living to the truth. The other part of that is he needs help in the process, mm. right? He needs some people around him to keep reminding him of what that is and of walking in that direction. And I, and I do think that's uh, that's something that mm. I didn't have time to go into. You know, we always talk about what would you, do you wish you could have said, uh, that would have been something I would have liked mm. to have had more time with is the import and, and the joy that I think God has yeah. in allowing other people to participate in that yeah. process.
0: Is there, a, I mean, I I assume that there's probably a ton, but can you guys think of um, any of the people from the Bible that you could just very quickly put your finger on and say they were totally believing a lie about
2: themselves? Gideon. Gideon,
0: okay. Can you speak more to that,
2: please? Sure. When the angel saw him in the wine press hiding out from the Midianites and began to speak to him by saying, Oh, mighty warrior. <laughs> <laughs> I got a feeling Gideon's looking around, going, "Who are you? Is there somebody else here?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> he absolutely did not see himself that way at all at that point. Yeah. And his response demonstrated that. "I'm I'm the least among my family, and so forth, and so on." And but and the angels go, "No, that's not the truth. The truth is God wants to use you, and you are a mighty warrior for Him." Yeah. So there's one example.
3: I'm going to say the Pharisees, mm. and through that, <laughs> all of the Jewish people who are following. Yeah, leadership of the Pharisees. Mm.
0: Allison, do you got anybody?
1: So a lie about who they were,
0: or not? Somebody that believed a lie about themselves.
1: Um, I I kiddingly used Ananias and Sapphira (laughs) this morning at a team meeting.
3: At who, Allison? I'm not saying who. Who, Allison? Anyhow.
1: That is who first came to mind when you Mm. asked, because I was thinking they had a scarcity mindset. Yeah. They were withholding money for themselves, either for dishonest gain or because they didn't trust that God was going to provide for their needs. And so they were not giving what should have been the Lord's. Um,
3: Or there was unused lumber.
1: So I yeah. kind of think maybe they had a lie, like mm. God's not your provider. God's not going to give you enough. You, you don't have enough. You're not going to be enough without more money, Yeah, whatever. So sometimes it, that can be a lie.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm. Man, I I wonder just the women in the New Testament too, like the truth that Jesus was bringing into them, that they could be followers, that they could be leaders. The Yeah, just I think the... I honestly love seeing the women follow Jesus in the New Testament. And if you ever watch the show, the chosen. I oh yeah. They, I think they hit on it really well of mm-hmm. how crazy it was that these women were following Jesus. Yeah. But just a lie that he exposed and showed the truth behind it.
0: My mind goes to, to Peter and just <laughs> the whole plethora of lies, but, um, Does he believed about himself. though? What?
3: Trying to think of the lies that he believed about himself.
0: Well, I think that the hard, like, because I'm I'm not asking for like, you heard Peter say, "I believe this about myself," but just looking at the behavior of Peter and thinking all of the times that he clearly thought of himself one way, and then his behavior showed the exact opposite of that. So that's where my head goes, but maybe not. Yeah, it's fine. That's cool. Um. Was there, uh, you said that you had to cut some things out. Was there anything else that you had to
2: cut out for your message, Cliff? Uh, I think that was the big, the the big one was the fact that I think God loves us to do this together and actually has designed it to be that yeah. way frequently. Um, but I think the other one would have been to say, uh, to explore what are those things, you know, yeah. that, that we that we begin to believe and how we can walk through that process. You know, I, I gave a real brief example from my, from my own life. And, uh, can you tell
1: us more about that?
2: Um, can I tell you more about it? Yeah. Yeah. But I won't as much as you're comfortable. Well, no, I don't mind. It's just that I, I don't, you know, time being constraints being what they are, but, but, but my, that whole thing. And I, and what I shared is that, that the end the lie I believed was that I wasn't wanted. Mm. And then, you know, I think the way we have two ways to respond to that lie. One, we want to prove it wrong mm. or two, we want to prove it right. Yeah. And either way will drive us in a way where God isn't, it, we're not letting God lead that. So in my case, when you, when you, when you believe that I don't think I am, but I want to be, I really want to be wanted. So what do I have to do? Because obviously I'm not right now. Now this is a grade school kid thinking this way. I'm not right now. So what do I have to do mm. in order to change that so I can be wanted? Yeah. Well, for me at that age, early on, I would you know, it's one. Of, I think I honestly think as I reflect back, one of the reasons I became as successful as I did athletically is I drove myself to do that. Because guess what? Everybody wants you on their team. Everybody Mm. wants you to be part of things because you're the one who can do all of these different things for me uh, when it got, when I got to high school and then you all of a sudden get into the situation where you find out that if you treat girls really well, they'll tell you how badly they want you. Mm. Well, man, that was for me at that point in my life was like a mainline drug. It was mm. like, are you kidding me? This is fantastic. <laughs> and you can just see where that can then go later in your life. And mm. and where that not only goes to hurt you and your relationship with God, but actually hurts other people because you're so desperately looking to try to have that that fixed in your life, and you're looking in the wrong places. Mm. And um, you know, the old King James would call that lust, lust just being, and that that's a physical lust but it's really less is you want something that in an inappropriate timing that doesn't, that's not the the real thing to fill. Mm. Right? So you could never get filled by that because it's just the rush of having somebody say, Oh, I really want you. And that feels so good, but it doesn't, it's not filling Mm. because it's not from God. And so until I understood that I was believing that lie in order to behave correctly was very difficult. It was an incredible, incredibly difficult mental exercise. I actually look back on that. And for those who are familiar with the language, I would say I kept myself from becoming entangled in inappropriate relationships and so forth and so on as a dry drunk, as someone who's hanging on by your fingernails, Hmm. because really, you are that. You're still looking for that. You still want that so badly. Mm-hmm. But when I found the truth and the Holy Spirit spoke the truth to me, it was like I could go, haw, oh, and and quit hanging on by my fingernails, mm-hmm. because now I got it. I got why I have that desire, but I also got who fills that for me mm-hmm. and well, how He's created me that way. So for me, and it, and literally, I was, I believe, I was in my forties uh, when I found that out. And in every experience I was having in my life up until then, the enemy would use that to go see, 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 you're not wanted. And now when he, when something like that happens, it goes, you're not wanted or you're not needed. It's, it's very easy for me to go. Oh yeah. Right. (laughs) That's what you say, but I know better. Yeah, Because my relationship with Jesus is just fine. Thank you very much.
1: Mm. And I was thinking as an extension to that story, thank you for sharing that because I feel like it puts, um, it gives us a, a picture of what we're talking about to actually use an example of this is how it can work in my life or in someone's life. Um, I was thinking as an extension of that though, uh, how the Lord is using you in this season here at Arbor. Mm. So here's a guy who's uh, fought a battle against feeling unwanted, right? And that the Lord has brought you through that and shown you, truth that you are wanted but then you're serving here as an interim pastor and you're saying like on the one hand it's so cool i would think to be wanted as a fix like help help come and fix us like help us um plug some holes and not sink um but then at some time you're also going to be freed to move about the country again you know and how, if you were still bound by the feeling of being unwanted, that that would be very difficult then yes. to be released Yes, because you'd be like, oh, it hurts that. They have found somebody else other than me for this role. But because the Lord has freed you from that, you're able to serve us here, um, in fullness, Yes, you and, know? And
3: the other side, the, the high school version of him where he wanted to be wanted. In a position where th- there will be people saying well why don't you apply why don't you and there <laughs> have been our yes, next lead yes. pastor so right. like yeah cliff god put cliff in a position where every single time this happens both <laughs> both roads or both yes. versions of of stuff that you know god has helped him see truth to is mm-hmm. always pres- present in front of them yeah, the, yeah. A, a new person coming or be our person the wanted or right. unwanted right. all in one difficult position, Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: typical. your healing in that area is blessing Arbor. Yes, your healing in that
3: mm-hmm. is
1: serving you, or is serving us. <laughs> and um, right. you're you're able to serve us because you've been healed in that area, right? Which is so awesome. Yeah,
2: thank you, Allison. And and I think that's why I'm so passionate about people finding the truth. Mm-hmm because the same thing will be true for them. Okay. And then God will use you, you know, in those areas. And uh, and so, uh, you know, I think about that with just people who who are just bound by so many different things. And, and so often, so often, alcohol and drugs and all of those things, there is something much deeper below that. And so often, not always, but so often, it's a lie that they believed. Mm. And, and if, we can, if we can identify that, then we can get truly free. Then the truth will set them free. And so, uh, you know, I think, and, and we've been talking and praying about people with, who are suicidal and, who, uh, and people who have mental illnesses and so forth and so on. And, and there's a really healthy protocol to follow there because we don't often do not know, is that a physical thing? Is it an emotional thing? Is it a, is, is it a spiritual thing? And um, and so I always I always encourage people, go get fully checked out by a good MD to see, <laughs> you know, especially if you've got depression, those kinds of things. Sometimes depression is just a, a matter of you don't have enough lithium in your body or you don't have enough this or that. and it's a very easy fix, and it's just a chemical thing. But other times, it's some things that have happened to us where we've begun to believe things that are not true about ourselves. And so we stay in that state. When, when the Holy Spirit's going, I've got, I've got the healing for you, but you have to be willing to acknowledge the lie you've been believing and instead receive the truth, and I can set you free from that right now. Mm. So I think that's where I get so passionate about that because I think of the years, even when I was, if I'll put it this way, even when I was behaving myself, how difficult at times that struggle was That when i found the truth it was like oh man thank you jesus that's behind me now and now i'm free to just serve you in that and i don't have to don't have to be so scared of that Mm. i love that saying behaving myself (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: like like a temporal thing yeah (laughs) yeah it makes me think of like when my parents would tell me behave yourself i'm like right Cause you know, I'm going to break the rules. <laughs> right, right? Right. Right.
0: Well, unless you guys have anything else you want to say or ask or talk about, I'm going to wrap things up because our listeners who only have a half hour lunch break to listen to this have gone back to work. It looks like so. Um,
1: we should always leave juicy things for the back end of it then just so that, you know, to yeah. reward the people who hung in. So I have here, nothing juicy.
2: can I can I can I finish it up with something yeah. on this? And this yeah. would be the juicy thing that Allison wants. So uh so here's here it is. On the twenty ninth, is gonna be talking about Lazarus. Ooh. Yeah. Come didn't, forth. Didn't he die? Yeah, yeah, he did oh a couple God. times, actually. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Spoiler, spoiler alert. What? But, but, He's dead. What,
0: what could possibly happen to him? alert. He's dead.
2: But <laughs> Too here, soon, bro. <laughs> the juicy part is this. She's going she's gonna to tie that in to the end of what we're talking about.
1: God willing I am God willing because he's continuing to form this message in me actually, (laughs) which is so awesome. (laughs) I'm taking it on faith on Wednesday. I told cliff, you know, we're talking about Lazarus and talking about like, take off your grave clothes is basically Mm. Jesus's, um, encouragement and command to, to Lazarus and then stepping into like his fullness of life. Um, But yeah, Summer with Jesus just continues to morph. And it's been a treat to sit in this passage for longer than I thought I would and see what more the Lord has. So it's cool. cool.
0: I pray for your message and for your sake that you experience only the lecture side of it and not the lab side.
1: Amen. I will will agree with you on that.
0: Well, thank you guys for listening and watching the follow-up podcast. And we will hear from you guys next week.